this week's episode of The Distance Diaries. My name is Natalia, I live in Mexico City. And my name is Fraser and I live in London. Fraser, have you done anything interesting this week? Yeah, so I actually came back um, on Monday from a weekend away in Prague, which was really nice. Woo! So it was just birthday. Out, yeah, it was kind of a birthday <laughs> celebration. And yeah, it was really good. Explored a lot. Um, explored some bars as well and restaurants and everything that Prague has to offer. So that was good um, mm-hmm. as well. Also spent some time in Peckham back in London and went to... As you do. Yeah, as you do. Went to the Peckham Peckham Levels building again. Um, went up to the rooftop with Frank's Cafe. Got the views of London again. Went and saw jazz again. So um, familiar, familiar places. So yeah, what about you? I went to see a play on Monday called Noche Reyes. It's in Teatro Helénico for Mexican people, people in Mexico City listening. It's, it's really funny. It's basically a Shakespeare play and it is a play that She's the Man was based on. So it's quite funny and they break the fourth wall a lot. And yeah, it's very, very funny. I think that's that's the only interesting thing I did. I was working all week. so. Cool. And have you listened to anything or read anything or watched anything good this week? I haven't. I don't think I've read anything. I've read a few articles, but I can't remember them, so probably not. I have been watching Love Island again. Uh, a lot has changed in a week. Um, the villain in the villa is different now, basically. <laughs> um, and we still love Alex, though. We still do love Alex. And he still hasn't found anyone. So crossing my fingers for the new girls. I also watched Queer Eye. Not the entire second series, but the start of the second series, because I love that show. I think it's one of the sh- sweetest shows. It is a reality TV show. I don't know what's wrong with me, but it's so good. And I do so thoroughly. Two, um, two reality TV shows. So got, yeah. <laughs> I do thoroughly recommend Queer Eye, though. It's very sort of deep and, I don't know, it's very sensitive. I really like it. And I also watched the World Cup today. I mean... For people listening to this, it's yesterday. But <laughs> um, Mexico won against Germany, which is great. We won against the World Cup champions, which I think is pretty cool. We basically won the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly the celebrations that I saw in Mexico looked incredible. Like it looked, yeah, the atmosphere everywhere in restaurants, just in houses, everywhere looked unbelievable. I mean. It was pretty good in my living room. Like I was <laughs> celebrating a lot, but definitely, definitely nowhere near as much as um, as anyone. Yeah, in Fraser's household is the <laughs> biggest fan of Mexico in Strawberry Hill in London, probably. Yeah, the biggest fam- fans in the particular part of Southwest London that I was in today, for sure. <laughs> um, what yeah. have you been watching? Yeah, I was. Yeah, also been watching um, the World Cup a lot. I've pretty, I mean, I've watched about half the games live in full, and then the other half, I think I've watched uh, the highlights. So yeah, definitely been keeping up with it. Got England to look forward to tomorrow. At the time you listen to this, that probably will have already been played, so you'll know what happens. Um, but yeah, really excited for that. Yeah, important to say that you watch the football in your face, they play in your face. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's quite distracting, but it's good at least that they they have it on so you, you don't miss it if you do want to yeah. see it. Um, also went out and saw Haim on Friday night, which was really good at Alexandra Palace, which is a pretty big venue, I think. I think it was about 10,000 
people, which is, is pretty crazy. But it was still, it was a great gig. Lots of chat between the band members, which is kind of, you either love it or you hate it, um, I think. The kind of, um, the, the chats and <laughs> stories. But yeah, the music was really good. I think they're so cool. Yeah, they are cool. They're, they're nice, they're cool, and their music's good. So yeah, eight, eight nine out of ten, that one, I think. Definitely, definitely. Ooh, good not a ten. Oh no! I think it's got to be time fans. It's it's got to be. I think a gig's got to be incredible to give it give it a ten. Which gig in your life has got a ten? I need to think about that question before I can give you an answer. But we <laughs> we can do a lot of gigs. <laughs> we can revisit that for sure. That's a good question. That's a future episode discussion. Actually, best gig and why? <laughs> Which is the best gig in your life? Yeah, that's a whole episode. <laughs> Okay, I think we should move on to our first topic, which is quite a deep political topic. And it's about the USA-North Korea summit that Trump and Kim Jong-un had and what consequences it has. So first, what what do you think, Phrase, Trump actually thinks of Kim Jong-un and Putin and these people that he's trying to get on his side? Honestly, I don't know. I feel like there's maybe a bit of a secret admiration. Um, I think it's... I don't think it's that secret. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that's that's, um, <laughs> that's up for debate. But I think maybe there's a bit of, yeah, I guess some some degree of admiration, although obviously the countries are so different and the personalities must be so different. I mean, it's, it's easy for us to, to kind of sit here and say, oh, Trump's really self-obsessed. And Putin's really self-obsessed. And Kim Jong-un, who we're, we're kind of talking about here, is really self-obsessed and just, like, believe in themselves so much and want to have lots of power and control. But actually, when you think about the lives that those three different leaders have actually lived and their experiences and their view of the world, they must all be completely different. Yeah, that's fair enough. But I also think that they do have a lot of similarities in the way that they carried out their political... I guess Kim Jong-un didn't need a campaign, the way that Putin (laughs) carries out his campaigns. I feel like Trump almost tries to copy them, and I feel like that's very, very dangerous, obviously, because they're both two of the biggest dictators, I would call them. I think, I guess what we see is, if you have on the one extreme, you have North Korea, where there's just a complete manipulation of all the facts by the regime, and just total control. You've then got Putin kind of in the middle of the of of the the others in the sense that there is some dissent there is some opposition but it's still super controlled and then Donald Trump is like the closest thing that we've seen maybe in the I'm I'm going to speak from kind of US UK position mm. to someone who exercises that or wants to exercise a lot of control over yeah the media or control over people around them or is prepared to be super economical with the truth and i think i guess that's i guess that's why from our perspective we're looking at them as having some similarities is just because we see this kind of spectrum of what what the truth is and yeah i, I don't almost know. don't think that they have similar personalities it's more that they have similar ways of carrying themselves out and Trump obviously can't do it as much as the other two because he lives in in the United States and he's the president of the United States which prides itself on its democracy and its freedom and he doesn't really want to take that away but the thing is he sees how 
putting Caris's government out by having a lot of media control and same with Kim Jong-un and you see him tweet out and talk about how any media that talks badly about him is wrong and they shouldn't have a license he has said that they shouldn't have a license if they talk badly of him which is just it's so bad and it is the initiation of something like North Korea and like Russia and I think he sees it and thinks it's cool and admirable and I that's why I do think that the way that he thinks of them is not on a way of oh maybe if I talk to them we can get them to see more like Americans is more if I talk to them I'll learn more from them because that's what it looks like he tries to do I hope not yeah I mean I I definitely hope not because <laughs> and yeah. that kind of I want to talk as well about what image it sends out into the world because as we're talking about control media obviously Kim Jong-un is going to use all these clips of him with Trump to manipulate the media again in his own country. Yeah, I mean, I think the way that I heard it described was that the way that this looks with the president of the US being prepared to go and meet Kim Jong-un, posing for photos, shaking hands, etc. It puts, from the perspective of kind of the North Koreans, it puts them on the same level as the US. And that's that's wrong for obviously yeah. a lot of reasons. Obviously, economically... North Korea shouldn't be at, at that level. And most importantly, socially and in terms of democracy, in terms of power, in terms of technology and all these things which are really important and where the US is an advanced country, it, it shouldn't, it's not right that Donald Trump should be catering to, to that without necessarily being firm enough with Kim Jong-un about literally everything else that goes on in that country yeah because what's happened is now trump is saying that oh he's he's and we'll talk about this a little bit later but he's dropping down weapons and he's denuclearizing so i've actually achieved something worthy of a nobel priest prize and did he oh, that's unbelievable well, I don't. I, he has. Sorry, that clarify that Fox News have set him up for that. Trump hasn't actually said that. <laughs> okay, well. But that's what that's what he's making it look like. Uh, where I feel like you you can't do you can't say things like that. You can't believe you're this amazing person for doing that when Kim Jong Un is using your image to make himself look good in a country where he has actual literal concentration camps like i think that is so that sends such a wrong image becoming friends with this guy and finishing the meeting and saying oh we're great friends now i really trust him and i really understand him and he has an open invitation to the white house when this guy has concentration camps in his country it's pretty pretty shocking it's just ridiculous yeah i mean i think the the problem is there's kind of the desire by Donald Trump to claim this as a victory. And I think the only victory there is that if they can reduce the amount of nuclear weapons, that's clearly a victory for the world, right? I think, you know, that that's a good thing. But to, unfortunately, it shouldn't, I suppose, be built up as anything more than, than that. <laughs> anything more than something decent that happened. Not... Yeah, and think, fingers crossed it can in the future build up to something more. But really, there's no, there can be no way back to normality with someone who, as you said, has overseen 
the continuation of horrific things happening in their country. I think it sends the wrong image of a country like the US as well, that Trump in the G7 meeting was very, fought a lot with Trudeau and Merkel and Macron and, sorry about that pronunciation, I completely butchered his name. That was, that was pretty but, good. <laughs> oh, good, okay. He got in so many arguments with them and tweeted really bad things about them and then tweets amazing things about Putin and tweets amazing things about Kim Jong-un and how friendly they are to him. It's so bad. Yeah, it, it's, 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 it's so odd to see, you know, the, the tweets about the, the other leaders and then outside Donald Trump being interviewed saying... You know, oh, we shouldn't. It shouldn't be the G seven. It should be the G eight because we should bring Russia back in. And what have they done wrong? And it's just, it's, it's odd. It's just feels the humanitarian wrong. massacres that have happened under Putin's regime and under Kim Jong Un's regime are ridiculous and should be condemned, condemned as they were. They shouldn't be celebrated as friendly guys just because they like Trump. What does it say about Trump that they like him? Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's a strange situation. I also read uh, an article on, I think it was CNN um, and the Washington Post, that said that Trump had been telling his White House staff that he wants them to send Putin an invitation to the White House. Opened the door with a red carpet to the White House to Vladimir Putin. The White House staff gave this interview to the Washington Post saying, we just ignored it and we're hoping he doesn't bring it up again. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Wow. So what do you think has been achieved from the meeting in a more positive light? I guess denuclearization is a good thing, apart from all the other bad things that came from it. Yeah, I think so. And you just got to hope it, as, as we said, kind of it, it leads to something better for, for that country. That's, that's kind of it, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can never stop hoping that something better comes for North Korean people, because I think that they live in such a bad situation. And I think that we barely hear about it yeah. because of the control that Kim Jong-un has. And people from North Korea can, can't speak about it. And when they can, it just sounds like, it sounds like hell. It sounds like a horrific situation. So we can only hope that something good can come for them. Yeah, for sure. So on to um, our next topic for this week. So we're, we're sticking with the theme of kind of doing one news slash political topic per week and then one more open sort of discussion about something that's been, um, that we've been reflecting on or, or that, that just seemed interesting to, to talk about. So this week we were thinking about what some of the bad habits are that we pick up or that we can't stop doing or that we should stop doing. Mm. Yeah, we're, we're basically not going to talk about smoking and drinking because those are the two that everyone's probably trying to work on or has tried to work on. So we're going to talk about more. Yeah. The top five that we think people do and they maybe don't think about stopping and they are important yeah so i think we it's sort of loosely a top five one was wasting time online that's definitely something i used to be really guilty of and actually <laughs> a bit less now another one that, that came up was just sitting and watching tv and just being really really lazy and then the other ones were kind of in the sort of eating category yeah those were eating too much fast food 
out of control or constant snacking, which is uh, I think that's been done by me in the past. And then also on me, yeah, it's not not good. And then also skipping uh, meals, but particularly breakfast, and just like avoiding um, eating. So those were kind of five that we identified and that were suggested by a lot of people as kind of their most common sort of things that they wish they could stop doing. And five that I think most people do. I think most people are guilty of sometimes skipping breakfast, sitting fat, fast food. When we're bored, we snack a lot. Uh, we waste a lot of time online. Sometimes we just want to sit all day. So I think we, we've all been guilty of these. Yeah, and it's, and it's it's not to say that any of those... And, and the fact that we've been guilty of any of those is actually bad in and of itself. It's that all of mm. those things possess, I think, the ability to just become habitual habits. right yeah, yeah exactly which is why they're, they're bad habits because it's not bad to do it once or on one day or once a month or whatever but it's the fact that they all just are so easy to do to fall into um, exactly much like drinking too often or smoking although smoking is actually addictive so that's why we didn't drinking's addictive too love <laughs> i know but it doesn't it's not it's not you know it doesn't have those kind of physical qualities that yeah it's more you can stop them a lot more easily than you can stop smoking or you can stop drinking yeah so why do these things come about that was kind of the first thing that i thought was was interesting and i was reading about it and it's actually it reminds me of sorry we're gonna go back i'm gonna go back to the smoking example here but it reminds me of a flatmate that Mm -hmm. i i had when i was um living in university halls who said to me the reason why that the reason why everyone that he knew started smoking was just that they were bored and that they just like picked up yeah habits and i feel like you can generalize that out more broadly to a lot of habits which is just that the situation you're in means that you start doing something and then you keep doing it so and this is this is again this isn't necessarily a bad habit but the fact that me and and the people i work with drink a lot of coffee is partly just because when you start working in an office, you have coffees and there's lots of coffees available. So you end up drinking too much coffee sometimes. And I feel it's so that's an example where snacking sometimes might might happen. There might be snacks available, so you just constantly <laughs> you constantly do it. And and it's often a product just of boredom or just the circumstances you're in lead to just repetitive behaviour. Yeah, and there's certain things that you might not even realize are contributing to it so say you come back from work one day and the fridge is sort of the first thing you see <laughs> in your house is the first thing you're going to open like it, there's certain things that you just don't you need to identify what it is making you do those habits so what triggers you to get into it's, those it's actually a strange one because you talk about those repetitive behaviors but that almost it's, it can make it quite hard to actually realize and unless it's actually starts to make you feel unwell or yeah. bad um it's not because it's it's often triggered by repetitive behavior i think for example skipping breakfast i used to be very very guilty of this and we get into this so we get so much into the habit that when people tell us why do you skip breakfast you just go because i just don't have breakfast that's just how i am and it's kind of like why yeah. why do you smoke just because i smoke that's how it is um, and people just sort of fall so much into it that they don't analyze it. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely true. What I kind of wanted to ask you, Fraze, is that 
I've seen you get out of a lot of habits. I don't know, I've seen you sort of manage to get out of habits and replace them by other things. And I'm very bad at it. So I wanted you to sort of give your tips on what you do. <laughs> oh, God, that's, uh, that's a lot of pressure. So, okay, so I was actually going to, just to go back a tiny bit, I was going to say that I think the second really common cause of bad habits, and this is the one that for me has caused it and is also the reason why I've been able to solve some of them, is that, that one of the, that second cause is stress. Yeah. I think, and that that's been for me when I've noticed that I've been having too much fast food or snacking too much or just wasting a lot of time and procrastinating a lot in or not using my spare time well often has been because I've been really stressed with work. So the number one tip that I have, have read and that has the only... I'm not saying that I've always been successful, but the way I have been successful has been by following the advice to replace bad habits not just cut them out so what does that mean Mm. that means rather than saying I need to stop eating fast food it means okay I've been having fast food three times a week one time I'm gonna eat something healthy out the second time I'm gonna make this the third time I'm gonna buy this and then you can sort of say oh okay now it's time for me to do this rather than saying oh this is the time when I'm not going to have fast food and I think it's applicable to actually a lot of bad habits so wasting time online which is is one of the ones that we talked about rather than saying oh I need to just stop sitting at my computer mindlessly is to say oh actually during that spare time I'm gonna do 30 minutes of reading or I'm gonna start writing something for 30 minutes or I'm going to listen to some new music that I've been wanting to listen to for ages like that's that's definitely the the only way that I've ever been successful is rather than just by being really harsh on myself and saying no don't do it no don't do it no don't do it it's actually to think about what's the cost of me continuing to do this like what am I missing out on by by not kind of taking the other action and then think, what is that other action? And then trying to do the other action. And that's the only, I think that's, otherwise it's just, you know, beating yourself up. So, yeah. That is a really w- w- good way to do it. And it is definitely the mind of someone who studied economics as well. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I think if you rationalize it like that, it, it does help. And I think replacing is probably the most important thing. Because it sounds really hard. And I've always been unsuccessful when I think I can't buy my nails anymore. And I, whenever I'm going to bite my nails, I beat myself up. Well, instead of doing that, it should be whenever I'm going to bite my nails, I light a candle. Or if I'm at uni, I start drawing something instead of biting my nails. And then you also have to think, like, that looks really bad if you're in public <laughs> biting <laughs> your nails. So maybe don't do it. Yeah. But I think that it, replacing is so important. And also don't beat yourself up if you fail to replace it one time, like say you said, I'm going to use those 30 minutes that I sit on my desk doing nothing and just looking at YouTube videos. I am going to use it to read a book. If you didn't do it once, don't beat yourself up and think, oh, I should have read my book. It's, it's, it's hard habits to get out of because they're a habit. So it's, yeah. it's little by little. It's not you, You're not going to do it in one day. Yeah, I think I'm trying to figure out the kind of happy medium between setting the goals to not 
to to not do certain things and to do certain things versus also being chilled out enough to not worry if sometimes I don't mm. kind of meet my expectations or that I do yeah yeah I think that's a really really hard thing and I don't know if there's an easy way to to kind of manage yourself and manage your own almost kind of expectations of yourself well to go back to what Fraser said about the fact that being stressed out makes you get into bad habits more don't stress yourself out even more by being like oh I, I can't believe I'm still doing this Take it easy and also maybe use tactics to de-stress, which I am very, very bad at. But do download Headspace or Calm or have a little, I'm going to say self-care because that's how people know it. But I don't think this is actually (laughs) self-care. Have a little self-care evening where you de-stress. Just don't worry about work for one evening of your week. Just try Mm. not to worry. It's really, really hard to do. But once you manage to do it, I think... That will help so much, and you will realize that you're getting into less bad habits by doing that. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. But yeah, again, it's one of those topics where we've had a few that we've kind of discussed on the podcast, where it's such an evolving thing and such an evolving area. And I think that more and more people are trying to figure out these things just in their everyday lives. And so it's definitely something that we're gonna gonna look at revisiting um, in the future. Yeah, taking care of yourself. Take care of yourself, I don't mean have a facial. Actually take care of yourself within yourself. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go back to that a lot in these second topics of our podcast. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think that kind of brings it to a conclusion for this week. We are still looking for more um, suggestions of future topics. So you can reach out to us either on Instagram. Um, my name is at Fraser D. Bell on Instagram. And, and on, on Twitter. Twitter. And I'm also on Twitter and Instagram as underscore Natalia Alvin. And you can email us on the Distance Diaries podcast at gmail.com. We can maybe we'll use your topic or if you want to talk more about the topics that we have been talking about, we can mention it at the start of the episode as well whatever you said or your because sometimes I know that when you listen to podcasts you want to get into the conversation and talk about it with them email us we we will talk to you about it yeah hopefully one day we'll have enough emails that we can do an actual correspondence um Epis- a full correspondence episode <laughs> a whole episode that's, <laughs> I think that's ambitious but, but definitely definitely good yeah so tweet us instagram us email us whatever you want we'll see you next week perfect bye bye